if you give me a low blow, maybe with the bicep, you could feel what right. the big dog's working with. You know? <laughs> <laughs> He's got those tight leather... I don't even want to go down there. <laughs> you, know, you can edit that part out, right? <laughs> My luck, that's that beginning. <laughs> Way to give him an idea, big dog. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Grapples to Apples, a podcast where we talk about everything from professional wrestling to whether or not you prefer soft shell tacos or hard shell tacos. Me? Me, personally, I'm a soft shell guy. You know, same here. I always say that the hard crunch, you take one bite and everything just everywhere, falls apart. Everywhere, bro. It's, it's like, what's too the messy. point? It's too messy. And then at that point, you have, like, the meat in your hands. And, and then it's, it's just nachos. Like, exactly. And then it's exactly. just nachos. It's if nachos, I order, if I want a nachos, I want to order nachos. Soft tacos and nachos. That's the way yeah. to go. <laughs> As always, you're catching us here on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples to Apples. That's Grapples on number two. Apples, if you don't want to listen to us on SoundCloud, you might be checking us on Google Play Music or on your Apple Podcast app, whichever one is your preferred for your device. Well, it's that time of the year for the first ever stomping grounds, t- kicking butt and taking names. Uh, <laughs> As always, I am your host. Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean Candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, baby, that's who I is, because that's who I be. You know what? You no. know what? You oh. know what? No, no. I'm on I'm on the podcast this week. I've, I've been listening for over a year now, and I have not heard a poem yet. That, okay. Matt left because you didn't bring a poem <laughs> on the show. Matt left because he was promised a poem and never got one. No. So during Poetry Month, I wrote a poem, and, and they, didn't, they didn't want me to do it on the air. So I didn't do it on the air. I did it off the air, and they were like, "Oh, okay, cool." No, 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 no. acceptable. Not no, acceptable. acceptable. That means you got to write a poem that's good enough for the podcast. Well, can you stop with the? With the- I can't. I can't. <laughs> I'm Italian. I talk with my hands. So, as some of you may have guessed by listening, you're not listening to Shades as my partner. Shades, unfortunately, is tied up with a lot of work stuff. Work. He's just really been all over him the last few weeks. So, unfortunately, he couldn't help. But he couldn't join us tonight. But. We do have a special guest who has been yearning to be on the show pretty much since day one. And I'm glad to finally have him on, one of my oldest friends of all time. Why don't you just introduce yourself, sir? What's going on, guys? Uh, you know me. I'm uh, Joe Minardi. You probably heard my name tossed around here and there. They call, me the, they call me the big dog. They call me big sexy. <laughs> you know? But it is what it is, you know? <laughs> call me what you want to call me. So, <laughs> My girlfriend calls me other things, but this is PG. <laughs> this is PG. We won't get into those things. Uh, <laughs> so, as mentioned before, this is going to be the recap and review for 2019 WWE Stomping Ground. Jeez. <laughs> With the little boot logo. With the kind boot logo. Kind of looked like a Lugs commercial. Remember the Lugs commercials Yo, back in the real. day? It definitely did look like one of those Lugs. Roy used to be sponsored by Lugs. Yeah. Right? They, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. Didn't they say was it a stomp of the week or something like that? I think so. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, my wow. God. That's so bad. Anyway, so let's let's get through this card. Uh, there was one match on the kickoff show, and that was the Cruiserweight Championship match between defending champion Tony Nese. Akira Tozawa and Drew Gulak. Um, I was running around for that match. I caught a couple spots. They were good, but this is all up to you. I mean, for a cruiserweight match to open the show, I have no complaints. These guys do what they do. 
it was a good enough match. It definitely was. I, I think this would have done better on the main card, to be honest. Um, but they, they, they never give the Cruiserweights that kind of they, show. They never do. And it's messed up. It is messed up. The guys, it's a great performance. Exactly. Um, Drew Gulak does go over. And so we have a brand new Cruiserweight champion. Moving on to the main card. Much to my surprise, we open the show with Becky Lynch defending her Raw Women's Championship versus Lacey Evans. I am not a fan of this opening the show. Me neither. Uh, I know they like to use matches that are going to pop the crowd and or high energy matches, which is why I understand Becky because she's a high pop, but this is not a higher energy match that you use to open the card. No. No. So, I'm not sure about the placement in that sense, but the match itself was fine. It was it was good. They gave him about 20 minutes. They gave, they gave him was, 11, about 11. Was it? It was only 11. You know what it is? The match ended at about like 7.20. Right. So, I was like 20. It was it was a little longer than I thought it was going to be, but it was. I liked it. I liked what the, what, what the girls did there. I mean, what, one of the good things about these B-level pay-per-views is that they tend to give every match some time. And so every match on this card got at least 11 minutes. Okay. So, so I, I thought that, that was good. I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. That's good. Yeah, so every match got at least 11 minutes, which I'm a fan of. Um, I'm not, again, I'm not a Lacey Evans fan. Anyone who's listening to the show knows that I'm yeah. not a Lacey Evans fan. Um, but she did, I guess, what she's going to do. And she. T- the only thing I don't like is I know you're trying to, is if you're trying to build Lacey Evans, maybe she shouldn't tap so quickly. Not yo. She, the second it was, she got the disarmor in, that was it. Instant taps, instant, instant, instant. And I'm again. I'm. I appreciate them building Becky as a strong champion and all that stuff. But if you're trying to build Lacey, you can't have her tap right away. And you can, she's coming on to the the main roster now. What her two biggest matches? She's she's lost. How strong? Yeah. How strong? Could you, I mean, granted, they're both to Becky Lynch. Make maybe she can't get over that Becky Lynch hump, right? But, these are two big matches. And now, we'll get into whatever happened later. Yeah, because <laughs> we'll clear, because clearly this isn't going anywhere. Yeah. yeah. So, we are going somewhere. So. Yeah. <laughs> the next match of the night was the tag team match. Now, I thought this should have been the opener. This would have been a great opener. The New Day of Biggie and Xavier Woods versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. They usually use the New Day to open shows because they present an exciting form of tag team wrestling. I guess they didn't put them just because of the way it ended. You know? Okay. That's fair. With a finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just... I mean, this, but this, like I said, but this was a good entertaining match. It was a good match. I thought this should have been... The opener, because of the energy, because the level of excitement, the fans were into it. Yeah, definitely. We were into definitely. it. Definitely. Um, I, I was actually surprised, not surprised, but I liked how uh, Kevin and Sammy were working so much as a tag team. And yeah. you don't really see that from any tag teams in WWE, right. you know? <laughs> right. any of them. Right. So to actually see, see it from people who aren't an everyday team, right? it's it's good to see, especially since you kind of, they're trying to push this whole tag team thing now. I mean, it helps that these two have a long history of with course. being their best friends. Of and, you know, So, obviously, they can work as a, chemi- as a tag of team course. if they need to. Um, but like you said, it's always nice to see it. Yes. Now, I, when we were doing predictions, <coughs> I, I made my prediction based on some wrong information. I thought this was Biggie's first match back since injury. And so, because of that, I figured they can't have him lose. And... 
you, big dog, yep. corrected me. The big dog. And uh, you told me that he had a match, I think it was two weeks ago. Yes, a three-on-three three tag match. With uh, Dolph Ziggler. And these guys. And these guys and the New Day with Kofi Kingston. Right, course. which they probably won yeah, that they, match. They went over on that And that match. makes sense. That so for them to lose, yeah, yeah. So for them to lose this match, then in turn makes sense. So Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn did go over on the New Day. Uh, again, it was to my surprise at the time. But then once you know you brought up that they had had a match previously, I said, okay, that makes sense. I wish I had like thought of that, or remembered that when I was doing my predictions, because I would have gone the other way. But what's done is done. What's done is done. Now, the next match was match probably the match, the match the of the night. Match of the night, man. Uh, we normally do this after the yeah. fact, but it seems it's like a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. Uh, Ricochet def- uh, going up against Samoa Joe, who challenging for Samoa Joe's United States Championship. Awesome match, man. And you know what? People, Some people were concerned that they have different styles, um, but... These dudes could wrestle, man. Both of them could, could put on a... Put on a show. That's what they both did. When one when one was wrestling, the other one was selling. When yeah. one, the other one was wrestling, the other one was selling. Yeah. All the whole match wasn't I just like blown away. Yeah. By how both of these guys were just selling the moves. It was yeah. it was incredible. It was, it was awesome wrestling to see in yeah. WWE. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. And and that's what happens when you have a seasoned <coughs> veteran like Samoa Joe who's been in the game for twenty plus years, yeah. who, you know, this guy can probably wrestle a broom and have a five star match, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then Ricochet, who's just an athletic phenomenon, nature, like is just freaking nature. Yo, for that sure. spot where he like ran off his stomach and did like some Sonic the Hedgehog, you know, that <laughs> yo, that to the Inseguri or whatever. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, oh, when he when he jumped off a of small Joe's chest, Joe. yeah, and then did an Inseguri into like a flipping, twisting kick to the head. Whatever, yeah. That whole yo, that was that was that was blew me away, man. <laughs> he's he's a he's a physical just. Freak of nature, That's like you exactly said. What he is, a freak of nature. So when you have, the, and not only is he athletic, but he's a good wrestler as well. Yeah. Yes. So definitely. when you when you have those two ingredients, assuming that nothing goes wrong, you're gonna have a good yeah. match. Now my only concern with this match that when we were watching it was, I feel like Ricochet was almost not overselling, but selling. Too hard. Yes. Where yes. I felt towards like he, the end. Yeah. Towards the end. Like yes. At first it was okay. You're selling it. It's yo. You're selling them good. And then, and then like, I felt like he was over rotating. Enough, enough is yeah, enough. Yeah. Yeah. Like <coughs> something that would traditionally end with like just a regular back bump. He's doing he's like a back flip. Yeah. He's flipping you know? around and everything. There was a little bit too much of that yeah. in my opinion. Where I was starting to like at some point I thought to myself, Is he okay? <laughs> Did he get knocked for you know for a loop? And so he's kind of like, I don't know. But he was able to continue with the match and go for the finish cleanly. And much to my surprise, we got the code breaker, the 630, and the 123. Once that code breaker came, I was like, is this, is this, is this like, you know, is it, are they putting him over? He, is this happening right I, now? When he hit NXT guy? <laughs> NXT guy? When no he went why. for the first 630 and he missed it, I was like, okay. It's He's not going to win. Because yeah. that's, that's their formula. Yeah, of course. That's... So once he went up for the second one, I go, He's not going to miss two. Yeah. And no. when he hit the second one, I was just. We were just talking about shot. that whole. The code breaker, how uh, Jericho gave him the green light to go ahead and use that. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he used that to set up set up his finisher, that's yeah. paying homage to, you know. Yeah. Jer- even when he did the. The, 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 the Yeah, yeah. You know? That's just, you know, I think that's just. 
paying homage to him, kind yeah. of like. A, yeah. And so we have a brand new <coughs> United States champion as Ricochet defeats Samoa Joe to become the new U.S. champion. Now I'm super happy for Ricochet, but I feel like it's a little early. He hasn't had a single legitimate feud, other than like a tiny Cesaro, thing, Cesaro, Cesaro right? Yeah. Um, he's had no storylines. He, he kind of just got popped into this match. Yeah, like, yeah, you know? yeah. He won this match. Hopefully, the, this the could fatal be... five way, and then. They do this match. If this could lead to a Joe feud when they keep having matches like this, I'm all for it, man. Yeah. I am all for it. I was, I was during the uh, the anniversary show, when we were doing the predictions, I was talking about how I expected Cesaro to interfere here. Okay. And then when Cesaro and Joe have a match for Ricochet to interfere there, and then at SummerSlam we have a triple threat. Okay. That, That's what that, I that, thought. That... that. That made sense. I didn't listen to that show. I've been busy this weekend. Yeah. Long, um, time, long time, first time. <laughs> <laughs> first time, long time. Um, so I thought that's the direction that they were going. And they still could go in that direction. They'll of just do course. it in a roundabout WWE way. Yeah. Uh, what I thought was kind of corny. I, you cut me to go ahead and tell it to say I don't. The, he, get, he goes through Gorilla and Seth Rollins is there. Becky Lynch is there. Uh, heavy heavy machinery. machinery is there. Uh, Zack Ryder and uh, Kurt Hawkins are there. Uh, Charlotte Flair. And I think I'm missing one other person. Uh, I can't think of who it was. I don't know. But I think the idea is that these are all former NXT people who are congratulating Ricochet on his first main event. I mean, his main first main roster title win. I thought like, these guys weren't even in NXT with them, were they? None. Like, maybe Heavy Machinery. Heavy machinery. machinery. Okay, but the only reason they were even there was because they walked out of the entrance. Yeah, they had the next match. 30 seconds later. You yeah. know? Yeah, I like yeah, the yeah. Triple H spot and everything. I would have liked to see Black there since they both got called up together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe even, you know, like Gargano and Ciampa because right. they all got called up the same night. Right. Even though Ciampa got hurt and they, they're still doing whatever NXT, but still, you know, that the guys he was in NXT with together. Yeah. That would have been, the guys that that he was, been a nice moment that they were looking for. <laughs> right. Exactly. Instead of all these guys who at some point were, they passed through NXT or something. He got the King of Kings. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I mean, just the Triple H thing I think would have been that, fine. Yeah, Triple H would have been better than what, whatever else they were pushing. I 100 you know? I think if he came into Gorilla position and it was just Triple H waiting for him, I think that would have been plenty it was, fine. It was, it, they pushed it too hard. I agree. Yeah. And I think, I also think that A little this foreshadowing. Was, <laughs> I think this, this is them strong arming the fans about the opinion of how they've been treating Ricochet. It's been wide known that NXT wrestlers, main roster wrestlers, and WWE fans in general have been complaining about the way Ricochet's been treated. You know, this guy's got all the tools to become a top guy, and like I mentioned before, no feuds, no foolproof, nothing. Almost foolproof. Yeah. He's a foolproof wrestler. Five-star five, five star player. And then he, cool. they've done nothing with him since. And now they just put a title on him and then do this whole... Like I said it during the thing, this is kind of Vince's way of saying, hey, look, NXT guys, yeah. we, 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 you know, we, we reward you when you come up here. Sign that WWE contract. Yeah. Make the change. Sign. Sign. Because I feel like a lot of NXT guys at this point, the, if they talk to them like, hey, do you want to get called up? I feel like most of them say, nah, I'm good here. That, well, that was the, the, the big thing with Ricochet. Ricochet yeah. was supposed to be the guy who was, who was foolproof. And then he got put into this... Tag team with Alistair Black, and it was, uh, who was it, Cesaro, pointless yeah. things with Cesaro, and yeah. like you said, hopefully, like, th- think of it, if, you were, if you're like Adam Cole, or Velveteen Dream, or anyone in Undisputed Era, 
Do you have any interest no. in going to the main roster? No, Absolutely not. You know, it's almost like being a, a big a, a big fish in a little pond and then going into the ocean. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're not yeah. you're not the big dog no more. And, and it's not, and you know what? And so I'm not crazy about that analogy only because it's not like they're not big fish. They're just not being put into the same ocean. Exactly. It's almost like they're being put in a net. But in Vince's in mind, this, yeah, is, this, no, is, right, this right. is how it is. Right. This, this is how you're in the developmental stage. I don't know. It's, so Ricochet is the new U.S. champion. I, I hope they do something with him now. Hopefully, I, like I said, I would like to see a, a feud with him and Joe going forward. I, I, I still hold steady fast that I think a SummerSlam triple threat match with the three of them, Joe, Ricochet, and Cesaro. And would like, bring down the house. And like I said, Dorian, let's get Joe out of this, this mid-card and into main event scene. Main event scene. Okay. Joe, I'm a big Joe guy. Yeah. Big, I love yeah. Who, Who's not a big Joe I guy? I love this guy, Joe. Man. Who doesn't love when he came When he first came to WWE, he put that coquita on. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yo, I love him. He's the man, you know? So straight from <laughs> that, that gorilla position nonsense, uh, heavy machinery goes through the curtains for their match. Have machinery taking on Daniel. The, I'm sorry, the new, the new Daniel Bryan the new. and Rowan for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Um, it's a pointless match. It happened, and Daniel Bryan got the win with the roll up. Okay, that's that's, a, that's, that's all that had to be said about that match. Uh, I, they made having machinery look strong. Okay, I guess. Right? Yeah, okay, I guess. Sure. You trying to do that if this is where we're going? <laughs> well, that's what, that's what happens when you have no tag team. When your division is anemic, this is this is what you, you got. not have tag teams or you're not using the ones that you should be using? That's the problem. You know because I mean? they panicked when Raw had no tag teams. They took all of SmackDown's tag teams, sent them over to Raw. And now everybody's getting healthy on Raw. And now they're all stacked up on Raw. Exactly. Exactly. And to think that going into last week, Hawkins and Ryder were the things. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, after that match, that was a match. The SmackDown Women's Championship was on the line between the defending champion Bailey and Raw superstar Alexa Bliss. That's right. Uh, wild card, wild card. <laughs> with Nikki Cross in her corner. I thought that this was an opportunity to bring back Sasha. I guess that would have been great, right? Because you know you have been, Nikki in great. Bliss's corner, Bailey's by herself. Bring I, back Sasha. I thought it was great match, stupid finish. I didn't. I didn't. You weren't. You weren't a fan I, of the finish. I wasn't a fan of the finish. I wasn't a fan of the finish. Did you? Did you want Bliss to go over? I didn't want Bliss to go over. I just wanted Bailey to go over better than she did. She went over the Bailey to Bailey. Yeah, but just the whole Nikki Cross like interrupting. Okay. While, you know, you know, momentum was on Alexa Bliss's side, and it was kind of like, it was stupid. Yeah, it was stupid. I know she's supposed to be her own like wild card in her right, own right. sense, but to me, I don't know. It could have went over a little bit. It was a good match. I, thought it was a, I, I, I enjoyed thought it was a, the whole match up until that little stupidity at the end. I thought it was a good match. I do see what you're saying about Nikki. Cross. I mean, but Nikki Cross getting involved was inevitable. Yeah, of you course. Know? I would have just liked her to get involved like differently. Maybe like try to help Alexa. And Bailey still overcome over that some some way like that. Well, I think we're definitely still setting up for Bliss versus Cross. Oh, of course, of course, and you could see it just from the way it ended like that. So I think the next few weeks is going to be them building up that friendship, and then maybe a slight distrust, like Nikki Cross going to try and help Bliss up with something and then hit her by accident. You kind of seen that tonight. I don't know if if Alexa pushed Nikki in the way when. 
Bailey did a mm. dive into right, right, right. it was just like a dive. I don't know if Nikki pushed her out of the way or mm-hmm. Bailey, uh, or Alexa pushed her, uh, Nikki out of the way, mm-hmm. but it kind of looked like Alexa like said, "Nikki, take this hit for me." So I think we're going to see more of that in the upcoming weeks because I think that might be if WWE holds Nikki Cross in high regard, then we'll get Bliss versus Cross at SummerSlam. Hopefully. I, I mean, if this was what but it knowing them, to get it'll crushed. be at extreme rules, <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be like a, a hair pulling match or something nonsense because yeah, they don't know what coffee doing. cup match, a, a coffee cup, <laughs> a coffee God. cup match. Oh my, coffee cup on a pole match. It's sad. It's, gonna be the, it's, gonna be the it's so sad because it's such crap. It's, <laughs> it's such crap. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Alexa Bliss does the job. Bailey goes over with the Bailey to Bailey. Bailey to belly, excuse me, picks up the win, and that's that. Dude, we're going to get a coffee cup on a pole match. <laughs> it's going to happen. We're going to get a coffee cup on the pole match. Oh the following match was Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre, accompanied by the best in the world. This got us. Shane McMahon. I thought Drew was going to win this match. I thought Drew should have won this match. And yet Drew did not win this match. The Roman shovel. Drew McIntyre. It doesn't make any sense. The golden shovel. Roman beat him one-on-one at WrestleMania. Then he beats him with Shane's help today. I don't don't count Super Showdown. That's not a thing. (laughs) So, like... And now tomorrow night on Raw, we're going to get Shane and Drew versus Roman, in which Roman's going to win that is, too. Is that something that, that's, that they announced? That's something that's yeah. going on? That, yeah. That, that's actual yeah. Thing? yeah, at some point, Drew was like spazzing out backstage, and Shane was like, you want Roman? Then tomorrow, it's going to be me and you versus Roman. And I was like... Okay. I mean, what are we going on, six months of this now? It has to be somewhere near that. Some, I mean, if, if yeah, because if Roman and Drew had that match at WrestleMania, that was in first week of April. Right. And if you'd started before, then obviously it was going to be a fresh match. I feel so, like they've been fighting since... At least since March. Rumble, since Royal Rumble. Could be. Could be. So now it'd be six months. Is Roman even back for Royal Rumble? I don't even know if that's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a fact. Man. I have no clue. He was only gone for like two seconds. Yeah, for real. Uh, so, yeah, so... I, I don't know. I feel I, like I'm over these matches. They're so predictable. They're so formulaic. They really should have had Drew go over. I, I think Vince is too comfortable knowing that Drew has the tools to stay at the top. But if you keep doing stuff like this, he's going to become Bray. That's what I was Because that's what happened to Bray. They got too comfortable that Bray can take any loss until he became not believable. Or Braun. Or Braun. Braun was... What's Braun doing? Wasn't even on the card. Wasn't even on the card. Was it like a year or two ago that Braun was the hottest thing on, hottest on the thing. roster? I gotta get these hands shirt just because, you know, that was the thing. That was the thing. That was the thing. Get these hands. <sighs> anyway. And what was his biggest accomplishment? Losing money. Losing. Winning, winning the losing. Money in the Bank of losing it or winning the, the greatest Royal Rumble. <laughs> Remember that thing? Remember that one? <laughs> he won the greatest role. He won that greatest role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, and um, then he lost that, that cage match. No, no, no. Was it SummerSlam? Whatever show it was that Brock Lesnar came and just like 
wreaked havoc, havoc on everybody, and then the match ends with, like, Braun just strolled, sprawled out on the floor on the outside. Which one? <laughs> Which one? Exactly. The world's strongest man. Yeah. <laughs> world's strongest job. That's... that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, the following match was the cage match for the WWE Championship between Kobe Kingston and Dolph Ziggler. Now... I don't want my, my thoughts to be misconstrued. The match in a vacuum is a good match. Dolph and Kofi are going to put on a good match. They're two competent wrestlers. But this, for the WWE Championship, I think does not work for me. Yeah, anything with Kofi in the WWE Championship isn't going to work for you. That's very true. I That's mean, the- these guys got the history like I told you. For sure. They, I couldn't get myself... When you're invested wa- in this match, I don't know exactly. what it was. I couldn't. When you're watching, like, did this feel like a WWE Championship match? Because it didn't to me. I mean, are we going by the past couple of years WWE Championship match, or are we going by ten years ago, twenty years ago? You know it just didn't, it didn't have the gravitas. I feel like it hasn't. Even when AJ had it, did he have that? When he was going up against Nakamura in WrestleMania, I feel I, like that was like a I second think, tier. I think that okay. So you're right. I think the way they positioned those matches did not have the weight, but I think the matches themselves felt like they had high stakes. This, to me, did not feel like a high-stakes no, match. No, definitely not. Like I said, I had a like, lot of time getting invested into it. When AJ was the champion for that whole year, even when his match was second on the card or third they, to last or whatever, they yeah, always felt yes, important. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But you I know? feel like when AJ was champion, it was like a second tier. Yeah, because... It was all about Brock and Roman. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I guess that's why I feel like that. But I don't know. Like I said, I couldn't get invested in this match. They had great spots, like where I was like, turn my head and be like, oh, that was, that was, oh, It was a good match. It was a good, and I liked the finish. The finish was great. I I thought that was was, very creative. Exactly. I've never seen that. I didn't see that coming at all. You know, and it shows off Kobe's athleticism. You know, I feel like. We were talk- it's funny, we were talking about this before the match started, where they're like, the only way to win is by escaping the cage or by pinfall or submission. And I was like, remember when it was just escaping the cage? Just, like, that was the point of the cage. That was match. it. It was get just escaping the cage. the cage. Now you get pin him, what's the point of the cage then? And, exactly. <laughs> and so I feel like, a lot lately especially, we've been getting a lot more pins and submissions yeah. than escapes. Yeah. And this was an escape. And I was, I'm always down for the escape. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's always better when you climb and not use the door. <laughs> you mean the door that the refs now open for you? That was ridiculous. <laughs> I, seen, I seen the ref open the door for Dolph Ziggler. He, like, stopped coming, so he closed it, but he made, like, another break for the door, and he reopened the door. I'm like, yo, dude, lock the door. That's what they should do. When that, back in the day, used to lock it. No? That was it. That was it. That's it. That was it. The, the wrestlers had to climb, climb the the, the, climb, the gate climb. and then drop down. That's what we want. There, there was no ref at the door waiting to open it for you. It's not hard. <laughs> we want we want what it, what it used to be. That's it. And it, and it's not and we're not talking like so we're not a bunch of like forty year old fuddy duddies. That's what I'm saying. Who are like oh yeah I want what used to be like we're really? guys in our twenties who we just want certain things to be what they were because they worked. They worked they, absolutely absolutely and it made sense and it was the reason. They made it, you know, like for that specific purpose. And what other sport does a referee help you in any way, shape, or form? Unless you're the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you know this podcast is being filmed in New York. <laughs> but like, you know, you know what I mean? Like in no other sport is a ref going to help you. Oh, let me open the door for you. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make any sense. But, but we digress. 
Kofi wins by so the spot the, the final spot is Dolph is climbing he's crawling towards the door um, under the bottom rope and as he's slowly crawling through Kofi does a uh, running dive through the second rope and lands on the outside apron to not on the on the apron on the mat on the outside. To escape and win, that to was retain. Dope. That was that was, it was cool. a cool finish. It was a cool. Finish. It was very Kofi esque. Yes, it was very Kofi. Yes, it was very Kofi. That was right up Kofi's alley. You know, just throw that onto his uh, Royal Rumble. <laughs> you know, that makes me think. His Rumble spots are always like the thing, right? Yeah, but that was before he was a champion. Now, clearly, he's not going to be the champion for the Rumble. No, hopefully not. Yes, but, it's summer, summer. <laughs> I feel, but what what is his entrance in the match going to be like now? Because now he's a former champion. Are they going to book him to, like, do well in the Rumble? Are we not going to get any more Kofi no. spots? No, we will still get Kofi spots. I you think like so? After this Kofi run is done, he'll have his little feud to try to get to the back to the top. They're going to gender him? No, not gender him. Maybe, like, Finn Balor him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wish a gender on nobody. Because that, I mean, Jinder got pushed, had the title for six months, and then back to the back of the line. I don't think you could do that with Kofi because he sells so much merch with the New Day. With well, the New Day. That's, okay, that's true. He has the New Day on his back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can't that's true. That's push true. him to the back. But does he go back just being one-third of the New Day? Like, how do you treat Kofi? You See, and to. this was one of my issues with making to, Kofi right? the champion. What do you do with him after the fact? He had his run. That's it. He had his run. And you give him that. You know what I'm saying? He had that. Yeah. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I, I told you before, I'm enjoying this whole Kofi, Kofi uh, experiment that's going on. I can't call it Kofi Mania anymore because yeah. we're, we're past that. Um, Kofi Grounds. Kofi, Kofi Grounds. <laughs> <laughs> so, next, so, next, Joe. <laughs> so is next month going to be Extreme Kofi? Extreme Kofi. And yeah, then yeah. Summer Kofi or Kofi Slam? Kofi Slam. Kofi Slam. Kofi Slam. Oh my god, we're gonna do this for every show now? Everyone until he loses it. <laughs> until he loses it, that's it. I can't wait for that. Why did we think of this before? We should have been doing this since After Mania. This is my first episode, baby. Big dogs here, big sexy. Shout out I'm coming for your spot, baby. I'm about to go and grab some shades. <laughs> for those who don't know, I call shades Shades because uh, I don't know why. Because <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> so the main event of the show was the defending Universal Champion, Seth Rollins, going up against Baron Corbin with a special guest referee of Baron Corbin's choosing. Now, the story running up to this has been anyone who's even thought about being the special guest referee, Seth Rollins wrecks him with a chair. So who's left? Who's left? Who's left? Who's left? You know, that one with Eric, Eric Young? Oh, my God. <laughs> He's like, yo, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Oh, you're not? Boom. Oh, no. I know you're not going to do it now. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, this is the Seth Rollins we need. <laughs> I love the Seth Rollins. <laughs> so, Baron Corbin comes out. Seth comes out holding the chair, ready to unload on whoever comes out. And then Baron Corbin announces a special guest referee. I was kind of scared of this. This hadn't even crossed my mind. I, someone said it to me, and I was like, yo, that was so stupid. I, I, I legitimately thought to myself, like, who's left on the roster? And I'm going through every name on the roster and why it makes sense or why it doesn't make sense. And never once did I think of this buffoonery. Does it make sense? 
But it does, because it's Vince. So Baron Corbin announces the special guest referee is none other than the sassy Southern Belle, Lacey Evans. She comes out in her little referee getup. Her hat. And as soon as she as soon as he announces that, I go, oh, I know where this is going. We all know where this is going. She happens to have a rivalry with who? Becky Lynch. Who is Becky Lynch dating in real life? Seth Rollins. So, oh, God. So not only did we get a boring Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin match, but then we get the nonsense of Lazy Evans being a special guest referee. First, Seth, there's a spot where Seth puts Baron Corbin through one of the announce tables. Baron's out. Out for the count. So Lacey starts, you know, doing the, the count. She's counting him out. One, two, she gets to eight. After eight, she calls over the ring announcer and goes, we're restarting the match with no count outs. And I'm like, oh boy, here we go. I kind of had a, everyone knew this was happening. I mean, we knew she was going to do something. Counts, you know. But it was just so, and then, so then that's happening, and then Baron grabs a chair, and he starts unloading on Lacey, and she's like, what are you doing? You can't do that. She goes, I have no choice. She walks over to the ring announcer, calls the ring announcer, and instead of calling the DQ, she goes, restarting the match as a no DQ match. And it's just like, oh, God, this is like, how, like, I've thought to myself, how many, well, how many more of these are we going to do? It, it's like a reoccurring thing. I was saying it during the pay-per-view, how they put on a good show. Because for the most part, this was yeah, it was a, a good decent show. show. It, was, it was a good show, you know, mm-hmm. considering we've seen all these matches mm-hmm. <laughs> for the past, right, right. The past two months. Right. But and then just they know how to send the people home disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the few people that were there. The few people that were there. <laughs> I mean, it, it's so I'm looking at the match times, and it was only 18 minutes long. And it felt longer than. It that. felt it like at least 35 minutes. Feel like that. It felt a lot longer than that. It felt so long. So finally, after Lacey refuses to count a couple pinfalls, Becky Lynch comes out. No, before that, she uh, gives him a low blow. Oh, that, okay, so that's what it was. You're right, I'm sorry. She gave him a low so blow. she starts getting physical with Seth, and she gives him a low blow to theoretically set up the end of days and have him lose. And as he's hitting the end of days is when Becky Lynch comes out and starts beating up on Lacey Evans. So they start brawling or more. She held that low blow for a little too long. You know what's funny though is that I'm watching arms, right? Because at some point it kind of just looks like a mangling. Yeah, I mean, I... and her so her hand is like over by his waist. So she low blows, but she holds it like nowhere near yeah, but his cup area. I mean, he's you, holding. You could kind of if you give me a low blow, maybe with the bicep, you could feel what right. the big dog's working with. <laughs> <laughs> he's got those tight leather. I don't even want to go down there. I don't even want to... You know, you can edit that part out, right? <laughs> so... For my luck, that's that beginning snippet. <laughs> <laughs> Way to give him an idea, big dog. <laughs> <coughs> so... So, uh... So, Becky just unloads on... On Lacey Evans. I can't even think right now. So, she's, so she starts beating up on Lacey Evans. And then referees come to break up the fight... And Baron Corbin calls for one of them to come into the ring because he thinks he has Seth Rollins beat. So the referee that comes to the ring is the one that started this whole referee distrusting of Baron Corbin. I forget his name. I don't know. Uh, but he's a senior referee, blah, blah, blah. 
And he's like, I'm just here to do my job. I'm here to do my job. He turns around, eats a super kick, eats a stomp, which he sells fantastically. No, they, he went for the end of days. And oh, yeah, Rollins but, did that flip over him. You're right. That, you're was, right. that was a dope you're spot. Right. I don't you're know right. you got to mention Remember that. Remember the end of days, yeah, Seth flipped ended. out of it. Yeah. And then hit him with a super kick. I love the way that match End of ended. days. That's one, two, three. <laughs> That's part of the match. I mean, at some point, fans were chanting, this is awful. Yeah. This is yeah. boring. Yeah. Uh, which, Michael Cole, I'm sorry, boring and Baron Corbin are not the same thing. Because the fans are chanting, boring, bo-. Oh, they're really giving Baron Corbin a hard time. Yeah, you gotta, no, that's no. why he makes the big bucks. <laughs> that's why he makes for long enough where he could t- switch that up on yeah. you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Switch that up real quick. So, Seth goes over, and then the next five or ten minutes are just, like, him and Becky being affectionate with each other, but, like, to a degree. And this is so annoying. And the entire time, I was already annoyed, because I don't like when they bring the wrestlers' personal lives into the storyline, unless, like, they're married, or unless it's, like, something... So, like, the, the Matt and Edge thing... Especially because Matt is the one who brought it. Fine. Because he's the one who brought it. I don't even know. (laughs) He's the one who said, listen, this happened. Let's work this out. They were doing some crazy stuff. Uh, They were doing some wild stuff. I don't know. But that's the point, though. Because that added realism to it. But, like, these two are just dating. Like, why do we need to have it put in our face that they're dating? I don't care. I mean, I care because I love Becky Lynch, so I'm jealous. But I don't care. So they're like... So the match is over... And they're, like, looking at each other lovingly. And then, like... I was praying to God they didn't... I was like, please don't kiss. Please Please don't kiss. kiss. So then they hug. hug. And I'm like, fine. Even that is too much for me. I was was like, fine. I was so happy they didn't get the kiss that the hug was, like, perfect for me. Right. It was like, he gave us what we wanted. Because for the people that aren't on social media and don't know what's going on, that kind of gives them a... Like even uh, Michael Cole said at some point, oh, that's that's Becky Lynch's boyfriend. I was like, oh, for what? For what? It's Vince, baby. It's Vince. And, and then they go, they go between the ropes, and they both sit on the apron together, look at each other. I think she, like, puts her head on or something like that, on her shoulder. I'm just like... She even, like, opened the, the ropes for him. Yeah, and then they, they walk down the, the... They walk up the ramp all, like, jovially, and then she holds his hand up. And, Vince is <sighs> wants to turn this into money. Turn this into a mixed match. He he, because he has no respect for people's private lives. No, of course not. Why not? He so he's just like, oh, this is I just give money. You money. I give you money. What, I give what, you money. What does your boss do? Does your boss care about your private <laughs> life? Your boss don't give you hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars. Just ugh. anyway. So that <laughs> so that was that was stomping grounds. Let's let's talk match of the night. You you already gave I me said. yours, but. I think 100% Ricochet Joe. Ricochet Joe? They, they blew me away with that one. I was I was really, really impressed with both those guys tonight. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Ricochet Joe with an asterisk. Because the last minute or two kind of made me feel a little wavery because of Ricochet's overselling. What is your that your asterisk too? You know, what what is that, the counter? You know, what's the... You no, know? yeah, that's, I mean, but that's yeah, the issue. I that know. there's... The, all the other matches were fine. I like the new day... Kevin Owens and uh, Sami Zayn. Again. Good match. Good match. Fine. I feel like that's that's a general feeling that I had about the show. It was fine. Man. 
the whole pay-per-view was mad. It was fine. Could have did without it. Yeah. Could have very easily did without it. For sure. But nothing other than the main event felt insulting. You know, at no point was I just like, oh my god. I was kind of like, okay. Whatever. Wrestling's Next. on. Wrestling's on on a Sunday. Let's yeah. watch it. That, yeah. That's all it felt like. Yeah. Sunday night heat almost. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's get to the grading system. Oh, my first toll pay. My first toll For you first-time listeners, the way we grade our pay-per-views is on a toe-pay system. Instead of doing stars or thumbs up, we do toe-pays. Toe-pays are wrestling moves. There's toe-pay suicidas. There's toe-pay con heroes, etc., etc. We do toe-pays. So, out of five toe-pays, Mr. Big Dog, how many toe-pays does WWE Stomping Ground Kick butts and take names. Get from you. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I could have did without it. And I really can't. It can't get better than a three if I could have did without it. Fair. So now that I take it from that level, from a one to three perspective, <laughs> where, <laughs> where am I put bringing this? And I want to give it a two and a quarter. 2.25. Okay. Not really at that two and a half mark, but a little better than that two mark. Okay. I think that that's a fair a fair grade. I think that's fair. So, before the main event, 2-5. 2-5, yeah. Before yeah. the main event, yes. 2-5. Yes. But to me, the main event really drops it almost to, I, I want to say to a 2 straight. I'm going to say to a 2. I'm going to say for me, the main event was such a downer. It was boring. It was pointless. It dragged on. We had this love thing that I don't need. It's gonna. Yeah. Tr- it's gonna continue tomorrow. It's a mixed match tomorrow. Because exactly match. tomorrow we're gonna get Seth yeah. and Becky oh, yeah. versus Baron and Lacey Evans. So between the match and the implications of the match, I have to really put that in and bring down the grade. I'm giving Stomping Grounds a two, Topes and a five, and that's a generous two. I die. I mean, it's just we have extreme. We have extreme Kofi coming up next month. Extreme Kofi next month. So, what are they going to do? I, they, these pay per views are too close to each other. Oh, pay per views sure. every month. They don't give enough time to build anything. I agree. And especially that they had two pay per views this month, where mostly I. I want to say how many one. Yeah, I thought all these were basically rematches, but there's only two, three rematches. Well, we've done Bailey and Bliss. We did like a year ago. Okay. Remember with the Kendo stick on the pole and the Bailey, this is your life, and oh all of that God. garbage. Yes, I do. So we do. We did that. We've been doing Roman and Drew for God knows how long. Um, Becky and Lacey's been going on since Mania. I mean, it's just all stuff that Baron Corbin and Seth have been going on for God knows how long. Shoved down our throats. That's all it is. You're just shoving them down our throats. Now, typically, At least Charlotte wasn't on the card. <laughs> <laughs> now, typically, they they fall into these holding patterns while they're waiting for their next big four, which the next one is SummerSlam in August. So, I'm trying to figure out like what are they trying to build towards? They have for no SummerSlam because I don't they see have it. No direction, none at all. Like, are they really going to have something worth being excited about within the next two months? Because well, we're already at the end of June. They'll push it as they, you know, they'll make it like it is. 
Where they, they announced the match like the week before SummerSlam. It's my list to like really care about it. What we didn't mention was the Ricochet and AJ Styles. You're 100% photo right. shoot with the club. Or the- so I'm glad you mentioned that. So at some point during the show, I forgot after which match or in between what matches. They're doing the photo shoot of the Ricochet with the United titles. States Championship. Right, so he's standing there. And then first, the Good Brothers come in. Gallows and Anderson. They're wearing their Good Brothers t-shirt, and they pose with him. They, they put up the two-sweet, and they try and get him to do the two-sweet, and Ricochet rec- uh, declines. Then AJ Styles comes into frame. He congratulates him on the accomplishment and on the great match, and I believe he says, I'll see you tomorrow. Now, if this leads to, if this is what we're headed towards, towards SummerSlam, all for that. I don't like AJ Maybe being in the mid-card. But if we get Ricochet versus AJ for the U.S. title, I'm all about it. Yeah. I'm all for it. And if we can get Ricochet to join AJ. You, your, your mouth was... The thought of Ricochet joining AJ and the Good Brothers has to be salivating. Yes. Like, just... If they can... If the WWE can finally pull the trigger... Because they've, they've been kind of like hinting towards doing the club thing again. Here and there. They've done it with Balor as well. If they pull the trigger and let them create a faction, call it whatever you want. Don't call it the club. Call it, I don't care what. Put them in a faction. Put Ricochet in there. Whatever to keep these guys happy because oh they're, they're one of the reported people who declined. Well, Gallows and Anderson declined the contract extension. The contract. Yeah. I don't blame them. I mean, AJ's locked up. AJ's not going AJ's anywhere. AJ's locked up. He's AJ's not going AJ, anywhere. But it's not done. But Gallows and Anderson... They get different treatment. Way different for treatment. Sure. You know? For sure. For sure. Gallows and Anderson are an elite premier tag team Respected that they... Respected all around the world, except for Vince. <laughs> Carl Anderson is considered to be one of the best wrestlers on the planet, and we never see him wrestle. Except in America. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. We'll, we'll we have to see what happens on Raw, unfortunately. Unfortunately. That's that. That's that raw bait that that Vince puts out there. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm gonna make you. Got to watch it. And that's the most raw bait stuck, that I've had in a while. Stuck watching two hours, and it happens the first hour, and the first ten minutes in the third hour. That, that's exactly what it's gonna be. When I'm like not I'm going to sleep, it's gonna. <laughs> they're gonna do the Firefly Funhouse to kick off the third hour, like they always do, and then right after that is we're gonna have this Ricochet and AJ thing, and like. 10, 15, 10, Main evented by the mixed match. <laughs> by, that's mixed exactly. Out. Oh, my God. That's anyway. That wasn't officially announced yet. I just want you to know that. Um, that's what's going to happen. I am officially announcing it. <laughs> Either that or it's going to be at Extreme Kofi. <laughs> Extreme Kofi. <coughs> uh, so that has been our review of the first ever WWE Stomping Grounds from Tacoma, Washington. Kofi uh, Grounds. I'm sorry. Kofi Grounds. I'm sorry. My bad. That... Now, are we going Kofi Grounds or Stomping Kofi? Kofi Grounds. Okay, well, Kofi Grounds. I'm committed. All right. I'm too committed to turn back now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was the first ever WWE Kofi Grounds from Tacoma, Washington. As always, you've listening to us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples at Apples. That's Grapples the number two apples. If you're not listening to us on SoundCloud, you might be catching us on Google Play Music or on Apple Podcast. Don't forget to check us out on our social media pages. That's Facebook.com and Twitter.com slash Grapples Apples. That's Grapples the number two apples. Uh, I know we keep plugging the Instagram thing and things are going to come. I promise things will be coming to the Instagram page. Just got to give us some time. Uh, Shades is very busy with work stuff right now. So we're just trying to get all of our ducks lined up so we can start adding stuff to the Instagram. As usual, I've been one of your hosts. Well, the thrill. 
poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be. That's me. That's who I be. Because that's who I is. And for the first time, and hopefully not for the last time, joined by one of my longest friends in the history, my man Joy Minardi, aka the big dog, the big dog, the, big, dog. the big sexy, the, bi- <laughs> the big sexy. <laughs> so until next week, peace.